pray and just see what God wants to do. Is that all good? Everyone's happy? If you're not happy, you'll be happy by the end of this. I'm just going to take a quick sip of this drink because my throat is so, I'm, I'm fine, but I'm just losing my voice. Um, someone's saying sermon points, X, X, X. No? Why was there three kisses on there? Did that come up on your screen or just my screen? That was just personally for me that Alan's saying three kisses for you. Thank you, Alan. So if you take a note tonight, uh, this is called At Your Word, and uh, we're just going to look at John 4. So God, thank you for the opportunity tonight to preach the Word. God, I thank you we haven't come to hear a TED Talk, we've come to meet with you. I pray for every person in the room would hear your voice, would hear your Word. God, we thank you, Lord, for signs, wonders, and miracles confirming your Word. We thank you, Lord, that you're a very present God. And so we thank you for a refreshing tonight. We thank you for faith being deposited, and we pray, Lord, that everything we do tonight would honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to go to John 4, 46 to 54. Uh, this is talking about Jesus. So he came again to Cana, Cana in Galilee, where he made the water wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus uh, said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. That's why I don't actually think that's a negative statement. I actually believe that God knows that we need something bigger than ourselves to actually believe. That's why I believe that the gospel should be preached in power. That's why um, Paul says that your uh, faith would not rest in, in, in humanistic wisdom or knowledge of man, but in the power of God. He says, I purposely didn't come with eloquent speech, but that you would, your faith would rest in the power of God. And so I believe a powerless gospel is not a gospel. I believe that Jesus declared and displayed the kingdom. You know, Jesus didn't walk around just saying, I heal people and never healed anyone. Come on, somebody. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm still awake. Turn to your neighbor and say, man, his voice sounds very raspberry and, and um, raspberry <laughs> and soothing. So good. Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And the official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. Wow. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. And as he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked when then the hour that he began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that it was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed and all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he came from Judea to Galilee. I think it's easy for us to read um, scripture like that and be like, oh, cool. Kid got healed, that's awesome. We, we're we're pretty, um, pretty used to seeing Jesus heal people in the Bible, amen? But I want to just stop and put ourselves in the position of the father who actually left another city to come to a city because his son is ill. Now, if you've got kids in the room, there's nothing worse than your kid's been sick. That you feel you feel unbelievably powerless, and that's just when they've got a stomach bug. Um, but they're, if they're at the point of death and you have made a decision that I'm gonna go find this Jesus and I'm gonna get him to come back and heal my son, and Jesus says, I'm not going. Because everyone wants Jesus to show up in their house, right? Everyone wants Jesus physically present to be in the situation and be there because you know if it doesn't work out, Jesus is still here, so there's still hope, right? 
But, but uh, Jesus responds to the official uh, and says, go, your son will live, and just spoke a word. Now, I, I think we need to take a moment just to realize the, the maturity of faith that this official had, that his first plan A was, I need to get Jesus to come and pray for my son. I've traveled. I, ne- I need him to come. My, my son has not got a cold. My son is at the point of death. He's at the point of death. I've just traveled a day or two days journey to get Jesus to come back and pray for my son because my son is on his deathbed and now Jesus is just saying, go, he's gonna be fine. I don't, I don't know how, ma- how many of us in the room tonight would be okay with Jesus just giving a word. Some of us want a bit more, more than just a word spoken and then we're just gonna just go on our merry way and just trust that it's gonna happen. We would prefer to grab Jesus and cling to Jesus and drag him, right? I would. I don't know how strong Jesus was physically, but I would have loved to have tried to like, this is a big deal, this is my son. He's not a little bit sick. He's, he's about to die. Jesus, can you come? Can you come? Can you come? And he says, no, I'll just, I'm just gonna speak a word. And, and the official said, well, that's good enough for me. That's good enough for me to actually go. There is so much faith that is released and shown when we can actually go on a word when we can just go because Jesus said so. A lot of us want something else. We want some kind of sign in the, in the heavens. We want it to be confirmed by at least five prophetic voices. <laughs> we wanna turn on Shine TV and, and there's a, you know, a televangelist telling us that this is the word of God. We, we need some kind of other confirmation rather than know God said it. And if God said it, it's good enough for me to go. Come on, somebody. <laughs> A lot of time we're believing and we're waiting on God, but God's waiting on us to take Him at His word. A lot of us have been sitting in pews. A lot of us have been sitting in churches for a long time now or in a season. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And the spiritual language sounds great. We say we're waiting on the Lord, but really the Lord is waiting for us to actually move on the word that He's been given, that He's actually given us. That's where faith comes in. Even Jesus Himself praised the centurion, because he says, no, 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 you don't need to come. Just speak a word and it'll be done. He prays that kind of faith. He says, I have not seen this kind of faith in all of Israel. Yet a centurion understood that if God gives his word, it's good enough to go on. Come on. If God gives his word, it's good enough to go on. What honor and glory does it bring when even a word from him is enough for us to go on our way. We've, we've all got, um, now don't turn to your neighbor when I say this. We all know somebody who can't keep the word. I've seen a few heads move. I'm gonna pretend I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm not looking at anyone. We all know someone who, who, okay, it's usually a very loving, kind-hearted person who over-promises but can never fulfill what they said they're gonna do. Anyone ever met anyone like that? Don't look at me when you, when you say that, right? And we, but, but when someone like that gives their word, their word doesn't actually mean anything. Like we, I get your heart, I know that you want to, but when you say you're gonna do something, you're not actually gonna fulfill it. Well, if that's, if that's how I view that word, I'll never go on that word. Like if you've ever been to it like a, um, like if you, let's just, Hopefully there's no courier drivers in here tonight. Um, you know, you get the notification that your, your parcel's on its way and it doesn't show up for five days. Like, 
in my household, the courier, the courier's word means nothing, <laughs> right? And when I ring up the courier company and I say, hey, it says that it's gonna be, it's gonna be delivered today. What, why isn't it here today? And they say to me, it's fine. Just, just trust the process. Um, I'll ring you, you know, I'm not taking their word for it. I'm not getting off the phone until you track down where my parcel is and I'll hang up once it's at the door, <laughs> right? <laughs> because I don't, I don't trust the word because I don't actually think they have the capability of fulfilling what they're actually saying right now. But if I actually trust the one who's given the word, I'm okay to go. I'm okay to just be like, no, he, he said he's gonna do it. It's gonna happen. There's rest, there's peace that comes when someone who is faithful gives their word, you actually know they're gonna show up, right? We've all got that friend that we're like, um, I should give them a reminder text this morning. Even though they confirmed that they were coming two days ago, um, yet it's on the day and it's like 10 minutes past and they're still not here and then we frantically ring. Why? Because we don't trust their word because they've got a, a habit of saying they're gonna go there and be there, but they're never there. It's hard to rest in that. It's hard to trust. It's hard to not stress when we, when we believe that a word, that the one who's given the word isn't actually capable of performing that word. Now, my question tonight is, how can we keep treating God like that? It's gone quiet in this holy place. How can we keep treating God like this, this amazing God who, who wants to do great things and can do great things, but probably won't come through? Because it's impossible for God to lie. So if God gives His Word, it's just a matter of time. This, the, the, the official had enough faith to realize, Jesus has spoken, therefore I can go because it's done. Amen. God is a God of His covenant and a God of His promise. What He says will come to pass. He is a God of His Word. There is not a time where God has spoken something and it hasn't happened. Now I can already hear the, the, the thoughts going through people's heads right now. Is that true? It's completely true. Some of us might jump right now to the prophetic words we've received over the years and say, well, nothing's happened yet and think that God has not performed His Word. Well, the reality is that faith has to be mixed with the Word. When God speaks, He speaks over, but there is a part that we play in actually uh, accessing and receiving that word by faith and living that word out. So th this is why I, I love the prophetic because the prophetic is declaring what God is saying, but we still have a choice whether or not we get on what God wants to do or we just do our own thing. And so we've got a lot of disappointed, a lot of hurt Christians because they feel like God has spoken, but they haven't seen it come to pass. And they said, but if God said it, it should happen. How come it hasn't happened? And we're disappointed. But the reality is that we have to stay in faith. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to preach this tonight only because I know that this has been used in an unhealthy way and people start to think this is a word of faith thing. This is just a Bible thing. This is just a Christian thing that we live by faith. And I'm not talking about praying for jet skis, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about taking God at His word or receiving a rima word from God, a quickened word from God and actually believing, hey, if God's spoken it, it's enough for me to go on. Come on, I'm gonna read the scripture again because I, I just, I love, he says, go, your son will live. 
And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went on his way. What's it gonna take for us to actually go on our way? What's it gonna take for us to actually take God at his word and actually that's enough to go on? Because a lot of us in this generation, we're waiting for something else. Like we're praying for revival. I pray you don't start praying for revival when revival's happening. Because that's not taking any faith. I pray that you've already heard the Lord say, I'm sending revival and that's good enough for me to go on. You, you gotta realize that, that life is consistently going to be showing you that what God has spoken is not coming to pass. Like I love when someone gets a prophetic word and they're like, hey, you got the wrong guy. That's when I know it's the Lord. Because if I'm just saying what you're already doing, it makes no sense. You don't need a prophetic word for me to tell you what you're already doing. It's God calling you out for who you are. And it may look nothing like what you are right now, but there's something within you that says, no, that's God, that's God speaking. That's the word of God over my life. My life doesn't look like that right now, but I believe that is what God is saying. God may be saying you're healed tonight and your body st could still be hurting. God might say to you there's a breakthrough on the way and you're, and you're like, but this is, life is not going great. God might be saying, oh, hey, I'm gonna restore your marriage and your, your marriage is the worst it's ever been. And most of the time when we're given a word from the Lord, the enemy comes straight away to try and uh, attack the word or take the word away. And then we think, see, it's not happening. But the reality is that we have to stay in faith. And is God's word good enough for us to go? Come on, somebody. <clears throat> uh, Hebrews 6, 16 to 18 says, For people swear by something greater than themselves, and all their disputes and oaths is, is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the ears of the promise, the unchangeable character of His purpose, He guaranteed it with an oath so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Can we just get super basic and simplistic right now? You serve a God where when He speaks, it has to happen. You serve a God that when He, when he declares, He cannot lie. You serve a God who is, who is actually able to back up what He's saying. Now, if I was to come to Josiah tonight and say, Josiah, I love you, man. I wanna give you a billion dollars. Josiah would probably say, that's really nice of you, Corey, but I know you don't have a billion dollars. <laughs> that is not who God is. God does not come and say, hey, here's my promise. Here's what I've said about you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I'm, you're gonna be free from the dominion of sin. You're gonna be forgiven. You're gonna be made righteous. And we think, oh, he's just saying nice words over us, but he's not actually capable of doing it. No, what God speaks, God is able to do. When Abraham and Sarah were trying to have a baby, it says that they had faith because they believed that the one who spoke was actually able to perform. Do you actually believe that the God is who has spoken over you can actually perform what He said He will do? I personally feel challenged on this because we talk about revival, we, you, you, you hear what God is saying over your life. We talk about what Jesus actually paid for, that who the sun sets free is free indeed. Do we actually believe that He can perform that? <sighs> Again, I'm not talking about jet skis. I'm talking about the gospel. Do I actually believe 
that he can actually do what he says he did? Do I actually believe that when he says I'm forgiven, I'm actually forgiven? Does he actually have the capabilities to wipe away my past? Does he actually have the capabilities to say, when he says over me forgiven, I'm actually forgiven? Does he actually have the capability to say, you're made righteous and I'm actually made righteous? Or is he just trying to tell some nice words that he can't actually do? When he says that he wants to save the nations, is that like just something that he's just saying but it can't pull off? If he's saying that he can heal, do I actually believe that he can heal? If he says that he's gonna live inside of me, make his home in me, is he actually gonna, is he capable of doing that or is he just saying nice things to me? And we could all agree that God is a God of his word, but a lot of us live in a way where he's not actually gonna come through. Amen. I just wanna remind you tonight that if God gives you a word, that's all you need to go on. Like, can I, just, can I just give a shout out to all the crazy Christians who still believe that God performs His word? Like, I can't even remember the last time that someone came up to me and said, God told me this. God told me to go to Africa. God told me to sell my car. God told me that I just need to go pray for that person. Like, where are all those crazy people? I like that, that they're not crazy people, they're Christian people. <laughs> that actually believe that God speaks and that if God gives a word, it's good enough to go. And, and for some reason, we've used our words to talk us out of God's word. So God will speak and then we'll all get together for a little home group and we'll dissect what God's saying and, and figure out whether He can actually do what He's saying He can do. And then we bring all our experiences and we get, bring all our hurts and we bring all our disappointments and we bring everyone else's experiences and what we've heard on, on TV and podcasts. And then we bring it all together and then we talk ourselves out of God's Word. And then we say, God doesn't fulfill His Word. God always fulfills His Word. Does He have some people crazy enough to actually believe that He does? Like just simple obedience to what God is saying that's where your breakthrough is. Just simple obedience to a word from God. Now, I'm not talking about opening your Bible and just going, God, just show me and just flicking open whatever page. And you're reading Leviticus about sideburns. You're like, God's saying I need to grow sideburns. Because we've seen damage done that way. I'm talking about a, you're reading the word and it is just, it pops out like, oh my gosh, I believe this is what God's saying to me. I believe that God is saying this over my life right now, in this season, in this moment. I just read this and I believe God is saying it. Maybe you're reading through the Bible and you read John 3.16 and you've seen it so many times at a WWE match. And you read, for God so loved the world. And you just feel God say over you, I love you. Wow. Really? Do you have the capabilities are you faithful to this? Man, I really believe God's saying He loves me. You must say, well, what, what, what would that change? It changes everything. <laughs> wow, I'm loved by God. I received that word. That word is good enough for me to go on. That's good enough for me to go on. All of a sudden, I'm not looking to everyone else to love me because I'm loved. Now I'm not looking at my wife. Please love me. So I feel loved. She loves me really well, by the way. But now I'm not looking at my wife that she's the, she's the person who needs to love me to feel okay. 
I'm loved. Now I get to love her properly. But what happened? God's word was enough to go on. For God so loved the world. And then a lot of us are sitting around wondering, who, who does God actually love? And then it says, whosoever. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. And now all of a sudden we're getting challenged on different people's points of view and different people's lifestyles. And now all of a sudden we're realizing, oh my gosh, God loves them too. Jesus died for them too. Now, now there's a, a revelation that's happening and that word is good enough for me to go. That word is good enough for me to share with whoever I meet now. Now I'm not, now I'm not picking who gets to hear the gospel. Everyone gets to hear the gospel. Why? Because God has shown me that He loves humanity. He says He didn't come to condemn the earth, but He came to save it. He came to save it. So that word alone is good enough for me to go on. If you're thinking about getting into missions and, being, and, and, and going to the nations, all you need to do is read the end of Matthew. The Bible says go. You need a word not to go. Literally, we have a green light. We have a green light to share the gospel. We have a green light to proclaim Jesus. Come on, we have a green light to pray and intercede for nations. You need a word not to go. Come on, you need a word not to love. And you're never going to get one, by the way. We're going to get to a place, I believe that, that Christian maturity is actually getting to a place where God's word is enough for me to go on. Like the beauty I've seen recently, just on people deciding to get water baptized, just because it says to in the Bible. Like God honors that. We, we, we're living in a, in a it's, it's twofold because I love it. I think we need to have conversations. But also if we're starting to talk each other out of faith, there's something wrong there. You don't need to fully understand everything for you to go on the word. Because faith, faith is lost now. Now it's about your intellect. Now it's about your reasoning. Now it's about your understanding. It's about God saying, go and you go. Abraham left his whole family, went to a foreign country because God says, I'm calling you out. I love that. I read that scripture and something goes, goes crazy inside of me. He didn't say, God didn't say to Abraham, hey, you should leave and you should go to this place and you should do this and do this and I'll do this and do this. He just said, hey, come. When Jesus called the disciples, he says, just come follow me. He said, come follow me and I'll do this and I'll do that. He did say, I'll make you a fisher of men, yes. But he didn't say, hey, here's the, here's the medical plan. Here's the, he said, come, come follow me. And that word was good enough for them to forsake all their fishing boats, all their fishing nets and just follow Jesus. Christianity has not changed. We have not become more sophisticated now. We have not become more, more educated that now we need more of a reason. We take God at His word. And I believe that God's actually calling a people who are crazy enough just to say, hey, God said it, it's good enough for me to go. God said it, it's good enough for me to go. If He's saying that over my family, it's good enough for us to go. Come on, if He says, if he says that there's a job for me, then there's a job for me. If He says that my visa's gonna come through because He wants me to stay in Queenstown, then my visa's coming through and I'm staying in Queenstown. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Why? Because I, I, I believe I've heard God on this. I believe I've heard God on this. Come on, just get a little bit crazy with me tonight. 
just, I just believe you can actually hear from God. All right, and His Word is good. His Word is good. But by, by a word, Mary conceived. Mary received the Word of God over her and conceived. Conceived. Come on, by a word, Abraham and Sarah conceived, right? By a word, Moses delivered his people. All it took was one word from God. All it took was one word from God. Mm. One word. You know, the Bible, the Word of God says a lot, of, a lot about us, about being a new creation, about being free. And I wonder tonight if we could get to the place where His Word's good enough for us. That His Word's good, on, good enough for us to run our relationships according to what He says. Come on. Like if He says we should forsake, we should forsake. If He says we should forgive, then we shouldn't talk about, talk about how much they hurt us and how we're justified not to forgive them. I wanna be part of a community that says, hey, the Word of God should be enough for you to go on. The Bible says you should forgive, Corey, so you should forgive. I know there's some people in the room right now who are saying that sounds so unauthentic. There's nothing more authentic than faith. There's nothing more authentic than just saying, God, your word's enough for me to go on. All right, so if you said I should forgive, then I'm gonna forgive. If you said I can be free from this, then I can be free from this. Come on. I could, I could talk to my friends that haven't got free and uh, I could pick up a Christian book that tells me why people don't get healed. Or I could believe that God says, hey, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So much of, uh, no, I'm gonna get, I'll get on a little bent here. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Not every Christian person is preaching the gospel, by the way. A lot of us just our hurt and our experience and us trying to feel better about our disappointments. Christianity is staying humble before the Lord, that when something doesn't work out the way that we thought it would, we go back to God and say, God, I'm taking you at your word. Come on. I, I pray for people to be healed as often as I can. I've still lost two grandparents from cancer. Do I still believe God heals? A hundred percent. Because my experience does not determine His work. It does not determine His work. Come on. We don't use our words to change His work. God's Word is good enough to go on. All right, can I give you just a couple of practical steps? We're gonna wrap this up tonight. Anyone feeling inspired and full of faith tonight? You should be, come on. A couple of practical steps. There's a difference between hearing a word and believing a word. There's a difference between hearing a word and believe in a word. I got really challenged on this. I, I keep a journal. Um, don't laugh at me. It's a journal between me and the Lord. It's not dear diary today, I felt. It's what God's saying. I, I, I've learned that my memory doesn't last very long. Um, so if I write things down, it's super encouraging too because you can flick through all the times God's spoken to you. I only have to get like three or four pages in and I realize God's amazing and He speaks. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we believe the, the, the lie that we haven't heard from God for a while and you actually heard from him about three days ago, but you forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, like God, I just, you haven't said anything to me for weeks. And he's like, hey, three days ago, I told you I loved you. And you're like, yeah, cool, moved on. Come on, 
But there's a difference between hearing and believing a word. There's a difference between hearing what God is saying over you and actually believing what God is saying over you. There is a difference between hearing what God is saying over you and believing what God is saying over you. Is this making sense? Do I need to say it for the fourth time? There's a difference between hearing. You can get a prophetic word. You can read the Bible. You can get a a phone call or prayer from someone. You can hear from God directly Himself. Unless you actually believe the word, nothing happens. We don't want to be a community of people that constantly hear God but never believe God. Because if we just hear Him and not believe Him, we'll just stay instead of going. Come on. This is, this is what I call um, merry-go-round Christianity. We hear God. We need to hear Him again. We need to hear Him again. We need to hear Him again. And we never actually got off the merry-go-round and actually do what He asked us to do before. A lot of us are waiting for someone to notice us. A lot of us are waiting for someone to acknowledge us. Some, a lot of us are waiting for some door to be opened. If you have a word, you have enough to go in. Amen. Joshua 1, 8, 9 says, this is what God said to Joshua. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. By the way, God told him this a lot of times. Maybe Joshua had a hard time hearing. Maybe Joshua needed to hear be strong and courageous multiple times before he actually believed it. You gotta understand that Joshua is about to lead a generation into the promised land. He's about to lead a people to a place he's never been before and they've never been before. And so God is saying, I want you to meditate on my word. I want you to hear my word morning and night. Do you know why this is so important? Because there was a generation before that failed to take God at His word. There was a generation before that God said, this is your promised land. There's giants in it, but don't worry, I've got you. They seen what was going on, compared it to the word that God had given them and decided that this one was greater. You might say, well, Corey, that's just an Old Testament story. No, the reality is that all of us who have received a word from God will face the same moment. Do I choose to take God at His word or do I allow everything that I'm seeing and the giants in the land to tell me that this can't happen? That's why meditating in the word, reminding yourself of what God has said over you, keeping a track of prophetic words, reading your Bible, receiving faith, morning and night. And I don't say that in a legalistic way. I mean, just we are dwelling on the Word of God. What is God saying over me? What is the Word of God over me? Okay, so that's good enough for me to go in. Come on, be strong and courageous, amen? Uh, Which brings me to my second point, which is to fight the good fight of faith. To fight the good fight of faith. You might say, well, what is the fight of faith? It's not punching the devil, okay? The good fight of faith is us actually staying, there's laps going on right now. Some of my kids. 
We're having fun. We want kids to have fun in church. It's fun. Um, fighting the good fight of faith is meaning I am holding on to this word until it becomes a reality of my life. That is the fight of faith. The, the fight of faith is not us getting into warfare with the devil. The fight of faith is, can we actually believe the word that God spoke over us in the midst of everything in our life looking like it's not happening? I can, I can say this with, with strength because I'm a millennial as well. Our generation needs to learn what it is to fight. We live in a, in a cancel culture. We live in a place where if you make a stand on anything, you're not gonna be liked very long. But the fight of faith is no, I take God at his word, regardless of what it costs me, and I will stay locked into what God said until I see the reality of it in my life. Come on. I know there's people in here who have heard from the Lord. I know there's people in here who, have, who believe God has spoken to them. Can I just encourage you tonight? Stay in faith. Stay in faith. Don't, don't check out. Don't think God has passed me by. Don't think that um, God's forgotten about you. Don't think that that word hasn't come to pass. Every word that God speak shall not, shall, every word from the mouth of God shall not return void. It will accomplish that what it was sent forth to do. Your job is to stay in faith. Your job is not to have a big punch up with someone. Your job is to stay with Jesus. Your job is to get behind closed doors and say, thank you, God, you spoke that word over me. I thank you, Lord, that it's impossible for you to lie. I put faith in what you have said over me. This addiction is going. This brokenness is going. This healing is coming. Why? Because God promised it over me. He said that by His stripes, I am the healed. And you might say, Corey, you're about hyper faith. No, 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 I'm about faith in general. We've got to be Christians who get back to faith. We have reasoned away everything. We've reasoned it away with our intellect. We've reasoned away why God can't do what He's going to do. We keep treating Him like the friend who has great intentions, but it's never going to come through for us. God is a God who comes through. He's a God who comes through. He's a God who gives His Word and says, hey, not only will I give my Word, I'll back my Word up. And so what God is really doing in this time, in the season that we're living in, He is searching and He is looking for people who say, I'll take you at your word. I'll take you at your word. If you said this over me, then I'll, that's good enough for me to go on. I wanted you to come to my house. I wanted you to come with me and heal my son. But you're saying that your word's good enough for me. Then your word's good enough for me. I wanted this to happen. I wanted this to happen. But you're saying that your word is enough. Come on, his word is enough. Christian maturity is getting to the place where we can hear God for ourselves and say, okay, that's enough to go on. I don't need my mates on board. I believe in confirmation and community 100%. If you're not sure about the Word, of course, seek out people who carry the Spirit and wisdom of God. Get confirmation on it if, you, if you're concerned. But again, the Word of God should be enough to go on. I'm not even just talking about like a prophetic word. I'm talking about the word. <laughs> it's good enough to live by. He's a God of his word who always fulfill it. Hello, Bubby. She's saying dad in there. 
It's very cute. Can we have the team? Sorry, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. Thank you, guys. Man, I just want to encourage you tonight. I don't, I don't know, maybe this didn't make any sense tonight. But I believe the way that we honor God, the way that we show that He's faithful, is that when He speaks, we know He's coming through. When He speaks, we know that He's coming through. And God, I thank you for every person in this room tonight. God, I've done all I can do, and I believe that you're here and you're quickening hearts and even bringing a funny, just as I'm praying right now, I, this might, you might not be old enough to realize what this is, but when I went to school, the, they had whiteboards and they would write on the board and then eventually if it got left there too long, it would get finger marks over it or half rubbed out. But I just see God coming to people tonight and just rewriting the words that He's spoken over you, making it so clear and so plain so easy to read and easy to grasp. There's clarity coming for many in the room tonight of the word that God has spoken over you. There's prophets and evangelists and apostles in this room tonight, teachers, leaders, You gotta hear the word of the Lord tonight. Come on, there's others that are in a storm right now. You gotta hear the words, peace be still. There's others that have been promised an open door, but at the moment everything looks shut. Stay in faith. Please hear my heart when I say stay in faith. I don't mean you start fighting. Rest in the one that made the promise. Looks like getting up in the morning saying, thank you, God. You're the one who opens doors. And the doors that you open, no man can shut. the Lord saying to others that you didn't speak the word of yourself so it's not up to you to fulfill it. A God spoken word needs God to fulfill it. 